Good morning, guys. Welcome back to Spitball Experts. Uh, my name is Dirk. Um, I live in Switzerland. Well, I'm a South African living South African living in Switzerland. And the reason why we're doing this is because we feel like we need conversation back into church. We need to learn how to deal with different um, aspects. And if someone has a different different view on life, we we learn how to deal with that. And, we have we, we get to have great conversations and drink some great coffee while we're at it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, Arnold is living in South Africa still <laughs> haven't moved yet. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, I think the the whole thing behind what we're doing is just kind of stirring conversation, as Derek said, and um, getting people to think again. I think that is one of the most important things. Is the moment that we actually start conversing with one another, we get to start thinking instead of just taking everything, you know, just as it is on face value. So yeah, Dirk, today you, uh, you've got a great conversation for us. What are we talking about? So we're talking about having strategies for post-corona. Hmm. Um, so while I was thinking about this, I thought about, yeah, you know, we, we need to have strategies in life. Otherwise, man, we yeah. are kind of screwed. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think you've said it very well. <laughs> uh, just simply because I mean we we tend to you know think we have to run face first into something and just see what happens. You know we tend to think, listen, we'll we'll tackle something when it comes. And you know sounds I'm, like I'm, a good rugby reference, man. Basically, <laughs> you know, I was hoping someone would pick up on that, but no, I think that this whole idea, this whole concept behind having a strategy just says, listen, I'm being proactive towards the future and mm-hmm. I'm not just taking everything as it is. You know, there, there's validity in that. There's validity in mm-hmm. taking something as it is. But I mean, come on, let's be honest. If we want something to truly last, we need to at least give it a bit of thought and have some sort of strategy in it. Don't you think? And, and let's just, I, I think uh, so true. I mean, Corona came and, and that's, that's, that's chaotic. I mean, that's chaos yeah. um, in, in itself. I mean, in, in a matter of weeks, life as we knew it came to a, to a halt. Um, people are losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just spoke to a friend um, actually like a couple of hours ago and his, his income just plummeted yeah. into the abyss. Um, and you realize there's these, this, this, this thing just came in with yeah. like a wrecking ball. I feel like a Miley Cyrus song going. <laughs> she, she kind of um, predicted it, you know. <laughs> we, we've, we've been saying Simpsons predicts the future. That's not true. It's not Miley Cyrus. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's chaotic. And, and, and I think the way we deal with chaos um, is, is so important. Mm. I mean, just, just, just as a, I think for a lot of people, their lives just, I mean, if you have kids, I mean, that's even more chaotic. All of a sudden you have to take care of them, um, on, on a, on a more, yeah, on a, on a, on a, on a longer period of time during your day, you, you don't, you don't just have your work and then your kids and now everything is just mixed up into each other. And yeah. That's why I thought today would be cool if we, if we talk a little bit about, um, having strategies, what, what does that mean for us? What does yeah. that entail? Um, so, I, you know what, I think we can, obviously, we can talk about this whole strategy concept and um, especially on, on, the, on the value of not just church-wise, but I think just life-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. 
as you said, Corona came in, hit us like a wrecking ball and it just kind of put everything to a stop. Everything just halted. And that has caused us to start of adapt. And I think that there's been so many references in history of how humanity has to, had to start adapting towards mm-hmm. society, had to start adapting towards the circumstances, had to start adapting towards, listen, what are all the external factors and how am I supposed to deal with it now? I mean, just here in South Africa, suddenly we have kids who want to go back to school. (laughs) I mean, you usually find, I mean, we were in the same high school. We had so many kids who would have paid for this. I mean, they would have paid to be away from school for a whole year. Now we've got kids wanting to go back to school because this situation has changed so much. Now suddenly, I mean, we're dealing with parents who are feeling overwhelmed. Parents who sit at home. Um, who used to work from home and obviously still do, but now their kids are there as well the whole time. I mean, their teenagers are there, their, their students are there, all of that. And now suddenly life happens and now we've got to deal with all these external factors, income-wise. I mean, suddenly, sure, you're not at the office anymore, you're more at home, but now all these bills are starting to pile up of electricity and water and food and all of this. You know, And I think... Um, taking that into into life i mean honestly that is one of the biggest challenges i'm starting to see um and i and i'm starting to see how many people don't really know what to do next you know they especially Mm -hmm. in the teenage context they kind of adapt (laughs) towards making tiktok videos and watching netflix that's pretty cool that's that is pretty cool it's great but i'm starting to see now even i'm getting bored of watching netflix I'm at that point where I can only rewatch Friends so many times in this lockdown or rewatch Big Bang Theory or whatever the case is. And I'm like, now I'm craving something more. I'm craving something else. I, I hope there's some, some dads playing some Fortnite or some Call of Duty <laughs> with their kids. I mean, I, I, just a mom just wrecking the crap out of their teenage boys. I mean, Call I had... Duty. That would be cool. That would be cool. Like, I had the op- absolute best idea yesterday for Father's Day. And, you know, if you want to use this out there, please go ahead and use it. But seeing as we're going to be having Father's Day online, kind Mm -hmm. of, in church, Mm -hmm. I mean, usually we do all this fuss for Mother's Day and we get them pampered and all of these nice things. Last year here at our ministry, we kind of got like this old beat up car that didn't have Mm -hmm. anything left and we just smashed it with like sledgehammers. And, you know, it's kind of the manly thing to do. This year, I thought, listen, let's have a Call of Duty tournament. That's brilliant. You know, Just get an your dad online involved. <laughs> Call of Duty tournament. You and your dad, you sit there, you play against your neighbors, that type of stuff. But you know, honestly, we, we need to start adapting towards that. Yeah, um, yeah. Adapt to Call of Duty. That is the message for today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, strategies towards the future. I mean, what do you think is a good strategy for, for life going forward? Well, I think, I think the first thing that that uh, and this is this is not my idea. This is an idea that I that I'm borrowing from Mr. Jordan Peterson. Um, wrote the book on 12, 12 rules, how to so twelve rules on life, basically how to combat chaos, um, an yeah. antidote for chaos. Sorry. Um, what what is that book's name? It's uh, Twelve Rules of Life, um, an antidote to chaos. So basically, it's having principles, having rules. Um, so he goes through 12 rules, but the one, one that I find 
really really significant is don't lie to yourself mm-hmm. um, try try to tell the truth yeah and 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 i think i think that is that is that is one one thing that we can that we can really try to do is uh mm-hmm. to be honest with ourselves like where are we going mm-hmm. um maybe maybe this time this corona time is actually just 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 shown the spotlight on the stuff that that didn't function up to now mm-hmm. um just i i think that 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 is the first the first step is be honest with yourself like mm-hmm. what what is the situation really about yeah. um, so, um if you, if you would say like what is the <clears throat> what is the main reason people aren't busy or we as just as humans are busy being honest with ourselves. Why aren't we honest with ourselves? Why do we want to lie to ourselves? Man, it's, 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 it's a lot of work working on yourself. Um, let's just, let's just be honest with, with ourselves here for a second. I mean, it's easy mm. to, to, to say, yeah, let's get a couple of self-help tips out there. And uh, it's, it's damn hard work to just get stuck into, into situations, you know, you need to change or, yeah. you know, you, you have this ideal of your life and, and how it should be. And, and now it's not working out. I mean, Corona yeah. really, for, for, for me, so I just realized that Corona just busted open um, a lot of stuff that's just not functioning. Um, yeah. Whether it's in society, whether it's in church, whether it's in a structure, whatever. Like it, it just showed the weak points we have. Mm. Um, and I think one thing that is, it's, it's sometimes easier to live with a lie. Um, and, and, I, and I think that, that sometimes it stops us from really living yeah. in, in, in its life in fullness, mm. um, which I find Jesus speaks a lot about. Also mm. the biblical authors speak a lot about living a life in fullness, um, yeah. meaning there's, there's stuff in our lives. Like let's, let's take a, a family stuff or relational stuff. Um, I, I think it's, it's sometimes to, to tackle an idea on like a problem head on. It takes a lot of work. It takes effort. Um, takes energy, and sometimes it's easier to to just sidestep it and go well. Yeah, deal with it another day. Yeah, um, but but that's the thing. That's exactly the thing. People shift it away, and we we I think we should stop saying people. But <laughs> I think we. <laughs> it's always out there. It's never in here. It's, it's never here. Yeah. Exactly, and and that was just for the example. Okay, so yeah, but and I think we as. as <laughs> as a society tend to focus so much on that, which we don't have. Mm-hmm. And then we start say we start living this alternate reality and mm-hmm. we start to live this alternate lifestyle in our own minds. And then we get so tired and so exhausted from, from doing this because it's taking so much effort to do this. And I mean, we are kind of creatures of habits in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. so we, we live the same routine over and over again. And obviously you get your few, or your many, honestly, that that tend to adapt towards this, and then they go and they break the routine, and then they want to break this whole routine, and it's cool, it's great, and I'm very excited for people that are able to do that. But I, I do sense that there is so many, there are so many areas in our lives where we tend to just like kind of pile on more and more and more stuff, and before we realize we are living a life which is a lie we are living a life that is not necessarily 100 percent true and i think even more than that if we if we talk from a christian perspective how is this life starting to how are we living this life that god has called us to 
I mean, do we, do we truly still believe that we can live a life that God has called us to, mm-hmm. you know, and let's put aside this whole thing about a calling about going out into the nations, preaching the gospel. Besides that, I mean, do we get so caught up in just trying to please everyone or just coping that we kind of just say, listen, there's no more strategy. There's no more anything in this world. I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to carry on. That's a a good point. Um, I think the moment we go into survival mode, um, we, what is it? We, you, you have the the fight or the flight and, and, and and we, we tend to, to go into these, these, these modes and either we run from it or we, uh, or we fight. And, Mm. and I, and I think, I I think sometimes we try to, to really just, eat the entire elephant at, at, at once without yeah. really sitting down, taking stock of our lives and going, Hey, I cannot change everything, but I can change one thing and mm-hmm. I can do that really well. And I think that's, that's, that's really something that also spoke to me in, in this book is to have a vision for your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to have an ideal for your life. Like that is pretty okay. That is also very biblical. Um, but to, to, to try and do one thing really good, mm. um, whether it's, hey, if you just change one room in your house, make it beautiful. Um, you know, make one room in your house at least beautiful in this mm. time where you know, hey, if I go to this place, it's where I'm going to relax, it's where I'm going to exactly. be, and it's going to be yeah. great. Yeah. So, um, if you really, if you're in, in, in a job context, to, to mm. really do one thing really great and 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 try work at that and uh, and and see what happens from there. Yeah. Um, but uh, to really think about our lives, yeah. This is going to sound extremely strange, especially towards my previous comments on Netflix. But I'm busy watching this show. <laughs> this show on Netflix. <laughs> but it's like every now and again I watch an episode, and then yesterday I was watching this episode on. Um, so wait, 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 what are you watching? I'm That's watching the hundred. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and I'm watching this show and I'm in the season now in, in a, in a section or in the, in the episode where, um, this, they, they find the city of light and I mean, mm-hmm. it's exciting. It's like, Ooh, so nice. And, um, where they, they find the city of light and they get there, but suddenly now they have to take this kind of this medicine or this tablet or whatever the case is. That's kind of just taking your spirit to another level, in a sense. You know, if, if you can. Yeah, this, this, this sounds like very cheap LSD or something. Basically, like. or very, very expensive LSD. So, <laughs> anyway, but, and the, this guy is trying to recruit more people to get to go with him to the city of light because obviously they've depopulated that to get there. So, he's working with the strategy of kind of getting people in a place where saying, listen, this is going to be so good for you. There's no pain. There's no death. There's no nothing. It's just this amazing place, you know, like with Moses, it's like the promised land for them anyway. And then there's this one girl named Raven and she just stands up and says, listen, there's not a chance. You're busy being fake and all that. And then she leaves. But later he gets to her and says, listen, use this. He gives her the tablet. Um, And he's like, what have you got to lose in this? And that question kind of just stuck with me how this girl or this woman rather was in a place where she said, listen, this is so fake. This is not good. Why are you doing this? You're not being yourself. To get to a place where she's so distraught and so down 
um, because she's got a leg injury and all of that, and she's in pain and all of that. And now this guy's promising her a kind of a way out into a place that isn't truly a place. It's more a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, isn't that kind of like the question that many of us face every single day to a, to a place of, and we can put it either in a negative space or a positive space. And is this going to be, what have you got to lose by trying to adapt to your surroundings? You know, what mm-hmm. have you got to lose to try and adapt by just doing one thing differently in your life? And I mean, if you, I'm, I'm kind of busy just with this journey on, on Paul in scripture and it's kind of strange, but if you're honest about it, it it's like one letter kind of changed his entire identity from Saul to Paul. I mean, it's one little change that changed his entire, his entire um, kind of story. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of asking myself this question, and I'm, I think it's a strategy that I'm trying to build into my own life mm-hmm. of saying, listen, what have I got to lose by every single day surrendering my day to Christ? You know, mm-hmm. doing what scripture says and saying, listen, bring your burdens to me. Jesus is saying that. And that's like, no, okay, cool. So I'm in a financial struggle. What am I doing? Am I saying true to scripture? You know, I'm in an I'm in a, a emotional struggle. Okay, am I sticking to scripture? Am I am I surrendering it over? So, and it's kind of like this question. Okay, but what have I got to lose? Honestly, um, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good question. What what do I have to lose? Um, I th- I think I th- I think we have this this ideal of life where we think becoming becoming a christian especially mm-hmm. like when when we just look at our christian society it's it's yeah. like this we have this utopian view of christian life like yeah. i accept jesus and then life is just mm-hmm. going to be smooth and life is there's there's a lot of suffering in life uh, mm-hmm. just post corona uh, like pre corona there was still a lot of suffering in life i mean there was people were still living in slums people are still dying of sicknesses mm-hmm. uh it, it, it still happened, um, yeah. but I, I I think in all in all of that, so it's so I think it's worth getting into the idea of what does it mean to then truly come to Jesus mm-hmm. with your burdens? Um, is that just? I sometimes I I sometimes find that a complex idea of yeah. hey I bring all my burdens to you, but to radically leave it there. Um, I think I think trust, that's that's the thing. Yeah. It's bringing, but what we're doing is we're kind of doing this, you know, we're kind of stretching, like you're holding it the one hand, here it is, and then you, but you're like kind of saying, okay, now I'm going to go, but you're not releasing fully, you know, we're not releasing fully and knowing, okay, it's in a good place. I can that's trust exactly, Exactly, and that's, that's, that's what I want to also say with, with the don't lie mm. to yourself. Yeah. Um, I think post-corona, I don't care. In the end, if we if we if we look at our lives, we'll always have extreme moments like this mm. where, where where life just 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 really blows us out of the water, and we have no orientation. Mm. Um, and and I think it's 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 always good to to think about hey, when when I get into tough situations, not what would I do, but what strategy do I have to keep my mind, um, mm. to keep my soul in 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 the direction that that I can still somehow function yeah. um, to, to, I think, th- I think psychologically 
Corona had, we, we fight a bigger battle in psychologically with Corona yeah. than we do physically. Yeah. Um, because to be honest, if you, if you look at statistics, like for certain, for certain cities and, and stuff, there's like 200 people that are infected with it, with, uh, um, with the disease, but there's like a billion, there's like a million people that's affected by it, mm, not exactly. infected, just affected. And then yeah. that just plays a big role in our, yeah. in our minds. Um, can we trust God? Mm. That's, that's a valid question. Exactly, can yeah. we still trust God to bring us through? Um, how does that look like for us? Yeah. I, I think it's a good question. Mm. Um, a scary I, question think, that I think even what, what you're saying there is taking just a, a psychological input on this. I mean, South African context, for example, now, I mean, you know, South Africans, you know how they function. Um, and South Africans love to climb onto something and kind of own their right to it. I mean, it's like since the, the labels were announced, there were so many South Africans starting to stand up and get to a point saying, listen, this is to stop. This is the repercussions, this and this and this. And you know what is the craziest thing of all? We kind of recorded i think it was two days ago three days ago maybe the highest spike in the numbers of people who were um affected or uh yeah who were affected by the by the disease but it's like i think close to fifteen thousand, maybe it's over fifteen thousand now but the reality is we focus so much on people that are in that are infected with the virus we we kind of miss the point of the like okay but there's like and it's it's tried tragic but there's like i think only 200 close to 300 people that have died from the from the virus how people start to kind of switch that around and now they're saying okay so now there's like 15,000 people dying and this is so bad and that bad and i'm like okay why don't we just take take a step back kind of regain our, our composure look okay 200 people have died that is but very sad that's very tragic okay 15,000 people have been infected for example okay but what about the rest of the country? There's people now sitting in poverty. There's people that are heading towards poverty. There are people now that have got no clue what's, what's next. And I think we, we kind of need to ask ourselves individually, what is the strategy for us next? Just, just to live. And, and, and I think, look, we need to be honest. Within, within all of this, I love I love the the, the Omar Rusk story. Yeah. I mean, during the during the depression, she she started baking rusks and and it developed into a business. Exactly. Um, and 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 I, and the only thing she really did was making a grus, a rusks great. That is that is the thing exactly. she worked on. Yeah. Um, feeding people. I don't know if she knew it's going to be a business and that <laughs> that's going to be like the pride of South Africa. Exactly. Um, <laughs> like, let's be honest. You know, we, we have a lot of things in South Africa, but, but, but those babies, those little bad boys, they are... Exactly. It's like, it's okay, like for, for, for everyone listening from Europe or from wherever you are, I mean, Dapa Omar. I mean, that's what you do. You take don't, an Omar, one of those bad boys. And if you don't know what an Omar is, it's a, it's a grandma, basically, but it's a rusk. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I mean, that is just how people... And I think that, that story is so great. Um, uh, but I think people don't want the process. Exactly. I think it's a process. Life is a yeah. process. And I think we need to really, really take stock of our lives and, 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 
and see how we deal with negativity. Mm. See how we not we don't need to put a positive spin on everything. Yeah. But to sit down and be real with ourselves, going, man, I don't know if I've been treating my wife right. I don't know if I've been treating no. my kids okay. I don't know if I've been treating my my, ch- my the, the the members of my church okay. I don't know yeah. if I've been treating people the way people should be treated mm. um, with dignity, respect. Um, yeah. But Berk, I mean, even more than that, how we've been treating ourselves. I mean, let, let, let's be honest about that. There's husbands out there that are kind of breaking themselves down because they don't know what to do next. I mean, mm. there's moms out there that are going out of their minds because they don't know what, what to do next with their kids at home or whatever the case is. And I think that is, that's a very valid question is how do we support just the people in our immediate circle? Yeah. Because uh, we, we, uh, in a sense, we're kind of stuck with them. <laughs> in our, <laughs> I mean, well, they made them, so come on. Exactly. I mean, but, but, yeah, but, I but that's a very valid question. By the way, a little side note, you know, mm. um, talking about Rusks, uh, I, I was once <laughs> in a conversation with a guy about the baptism. And he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, you know, the baptism is like dunking one of these guys in there, you know. And then, yeah. and, and then when you take it out, it's like, yeah, okay, what, what, what happens when you take it out? Do you eat it? Am I going yeah. to be eaten? I don't know. This is a <laughs> weird analogy. Like, I, I, I get that we get dunked, but what happens uh, after the dunking? Uh, it's a new life. A scary moment. It's a new life. Yeah. So I was, I was a little bit scared. It's like, what yeah. cult have I walked into? No, um, <laughs> yeah. So back to the, the thing, yes. I think... Um, yeah, I, th- I think really is uh, the other thing is pride. I think yeah. uh, that is that is one of the most difficult things in life is pride. Can I accept help? Um, what I see in a lot of Christian people is we are so used to giving, so used to being the strongest, mm. going from, hey, I'm, I always give, I always help. I'm the one that people come to for help. I'm not the one that, give, that, that goes to someone for help. Yeah, and I think if we can switch that around, doing both at the same time, like hey, I give, but mm-hmm. I also receive. We need to also learn how to receive in these moments. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think we, 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 we will understand not just the world around us better, but mm-hmm. um, we'll grow in empathy for yeah. each other. But I think um, if we, if we can maybe, I don't know, Dick, uh, but if we can maybe just give an example of a strategy, how do we set up a strategy? I mean, that is, I think one of the best questions is cool. We have to do a strategy, but, or we have to start thinking strategic because that is, that's not easy for everyone. So kind of what would you say? How would you set up a strategy? So uh, for, for, for me, it's, it's, it's a couple of things like, Setting up a process, mm. um, yes, that's what a strategy is, is, is setting up a process so that we can reach an end goal. Mm. Um, and for me, it's like, what, are, what am I trying to achieve? What is my goal? Like, where am I heading? Is, is, is it just a general direction? Where, 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 where do I want to go yes. with, with all of this? Um, whether it's changing a job, whether it's mm. uh, whatever, like, that is my first step. And the second, the second thing is just defining that goal. The second, the second, second thing is what do I need, not just to reach the goal, but what do I need to, to, to really get myself going, yeah. to, to really motivate myself? Because mm. you can be motivated by other people, but if you have no motivation in yourself, then uh, don't, don't start the process. Yeah, I agree. 
obviously within all that i i, I try to i try to to really listen also to god see hey hey mm. um where are we supposed to go with this what is what what yeah. what, what what would mm. you think about it i mean that conversation yeah that's the third thing is really then start implementing it radically yeah. um i try to be more productive i'm a procrastinator by nature are you, are you a procrastinator procrastinator, yeah, procrastinator. <laughs> i am i'm one of those people that needs stress yeah. but um mm. also realize for me it's, it's very difficult mm. um because there's not always stress around and i cannot function like that otherwise man i, yeah. I would i think i would drive my wife out of the house if That's there's true. too much stress yeah. um so how how do i become more productive that mm. was the first that was the first question and 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 trying a lot of things just try mm. just step out just try stuff and see how mm. it works and go take take stock of it what worked what didn't and yeah. take take what is good so that is that is for me the first thing like um i i decided to to get up early to get mm. to get ahead of the thing knowing identifying times where i'm procrastinating and then allowing space for that to happen but not not too much um timing timing yeah. the times where i where i take a break to mm. radically say now this is where i cut um, yes and and having grace with myself when i don't get up to if i if i like this morning i didn't get up early i, I yeah. slept through my alarm clock so that's one of those things um i mean that's life it's that's true. life yeah yeah that would, that would be one of the, the the things i do i don't know how you yeah. how you do it no, I think I can relate definitely with a lot what you're saying because I think <clears throat> building in some sort of strategy into your life starts off with, listen, what do I want to achieve? Um, and if I don't know yet what I want to achieve, it's fine, okay, but kind of where do I want to be in the next couple of months or weeks or whatever the case is? And then from there, I'm try, I try to set a clear goal for the, for the next few weeks, just in the near future, um, like weekly goals type of thing. Uh, for example, um, I mean, you know, I've, I've got a, a digital marketing business as well, and mm. it's difficult to run a business in South Africa, um, especially now in a in a time where everything is social media, everything is online. Um, so there's opportunity, but there's also like a flood of the same type of thing in the market. So you you kind of tell yourself, okay, so I want to achieve this type of uh, turnover in the business, um, or more make it much simpler listen i want to have at least four solid clients by the end of october this year so what am i doing now in the next two three weeks to get my work out to get people to kind of get air i get a process started on getting new people um with that also i try to surround myself with that type of people that'll build me up in that sense someone mm -hmm. that can motivate me someone that can uh, that i can go to someone that can mentor me um, and then from there, you know, kind of put in the work, uh, fail, get up, work again, fail, work, get up again, that type of thing. Have some success. Exactly. And that was kind of now the next thing is <laughs> we need to realize that there will be failure, but then there will come success as well. And then having that grace with yourself saying, listen, we need to start somewhere. I mean, I saw some of my work that I did in 2011 the other day. I saw some of that work and versus the work that I do now, it's crazy how different it is. Because back then I thought this is such great work. Like, it's like amazing. Now if I look at it, I'm like, did I do this on paint? Like, what did I do? And 
even <laughs> just sermons. I mean, if you listen to some of your sermons that you did right when you started in ministry versus now, it's completely two different worlds. And I think we need to tell ourselves, listen, we need to just get started. And if you fall, get back up, carry on. If you want to cry, but in the shower where no one sees your tears, do it. But let's carry on. We can't stop. Hey, the, the, biggest, the biggest moment for me was at uni. I, I got, a, got a zero, like a good round zero mm. on, a, on a paper I handed in. Yep. Um, and and that, that was a moment for me where, man, okay, I, I had a couple of swear words going when I Obviously. saw it's like, wow, wow, yeah. Um, but I had the opportunity speaking to the, to the, to the guy afterwards and, and, yes. and realizing my mistakes. Mm. I think that is, that, that, that's so crucial. Yeah. Make mistakes, but the success afterwards was, yeah. was ridiculous. That, that yeah. failure, it's okay. We're going to fail, but just get up, back, dust yourself back up. And then, uh, yeah. I think maybe just as a final point on that is to realize, listen, you are allowed to fail. You are allowed mm -hmm. to not succeed in something. Um, and more than that, you're allowed to have grace on yourself. I mean, what is that? I mean, that is probably just church talk. So let's just make it simple. You're allowed to make a mistake and you're allowed to forgive yourself for that. And you're allowed to listen, carry on and know that, listen, that thing is not weighing you down anymore. Because I think <clears throat> so many times, sorry, so many times we find that how people tend to listen, how we as humanity tend to make a mistake and we're like, listen, I'm done. I'm not doing that again. So we need to have grace on ourselves. And don't regress. Go to God. Exactly. Um, if you're a believer, just, 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 uh, mm. there's that, there's that help. Um, yeah, I agree. Go to your friend. Mm -hmm. And I think one, one last thought that I want to share is mm. be careful who you share bad news with. Yes. And be careful with whom you share good news with. Mm. Oh, I feel that's a, that's a next podcast episode right there. It's oh, just uh, uh, who you surround yourself with. Honestly, oh. Dale Carnegie writes an amazing book on how to make friends and influence people. And just that whole book, there's six principles in that entire book. That is so good. Um, and I think it's, it speaks especially um, on the type of person you are that gives influence. Mm -hmm. But I think mm -hmm. if you apply those principles into who you allow influence into your life, I mean, that's just crazy. So, yeah. so it looks like we have a topic for next hey, time. Hey, next hey. podcast. There hey. we go. Look at us spitballing our way hey. through life. Huh? <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks, Dick. It was a good hey. show. Yeah. Thanks, man. I think chaos will always be at our doorsteps, but yeah. we can, uh, we have the means as human beings. We have the means to fight it. Exactly. Um, and uh, I think by God do we have uh, a strong a strong help and yeah. Uh, yeah so hey this was a great great chat um, so next next time we'll definitely get back into being influential then yes. um, do we surround <laughs> ourselves that's going to be great it's going to be a great yeah. chat yeah thanks Arnold thanks um, so um yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can just end it off with uh, reminding people where they can find us. Um, just a reminder, you can find us on the podcast app. You can find us on Spotify or YouTube as well. Don't forget to subscribe and download and share this with people out there. 
Um, we'd love just to see how it influences people's lives and um, just getting people thinking. I mean, honestly, there's um, sometimes just the smallest thing that can be said or shared. It just gets people thinking again. So uh, don't be afraid to share with people out there. Yes. And if you want us to talk about anything, if you want to hear us spitball about anything, please drop us either a comment on YouTube or send us an email. Um, would love to yeah. to uh, to get those conversations going, and um, yeah, while you spread our stuff and uh, like and uh, subscribe to our channels, yeah. please, please, please start conversations. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Uh, whether it's with your cat or person, who cares? Just do it. Just speak to someone. Just get the conversation going, and uh, we'll see what happens. Once your cat starts talking back to you, stop. Okay, but. Yeah, my grandmother had a had like this this bird she used to talk to. That was that was always interesting to watch. <laughs> I think we are just such conversational people. But let's not get yeah. sidetracked. Yes. Please like right. our stuff and see you guys here. Well, see, um, talk to you guys next uh, next time. Cool. Cheers, cheers everyone.